Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to the Point After on WDVE Pittsburgh. Missy Matthews. Greg Wolfley. Bill Hillgrove. The entire Steelers radio broadcast team is here to break down the last game. Here's your host, Missy Matthews. Welcome inside the WDVE studios. The Steelers are 7-5 after beating the Browns at Heinz Field yesterday, 20-13. We are all here. The gang's all here to take you through the win. And um, Billy, Devlin Hodges, 2-0 as a starter for the Steelers. He was the last player announced uh, when the offense was announced individually and uh, said that is a moment he will never forget. He just was super. Uh, on the field and the way he handled himself in the interviews afterwards, um, he's quite a find. Yeah. And not bad for a guy who was cut. Yeah. And I said to you at the end of the broadcast, Tunch, you I know was what cut. that feels like. Yeah, I know what like. that feels like as a rookie. I, I, I got cut, and six weeks later I got called back when Steve Corson broke his foot. You got to be and ready. That, that's right. You know, I was living on my buddy Marty's back porch on a cot and mm-hmm. uh, uh, working at the Chicago Health Club cleaning up, cleaning the bathrooms, and uh, working out all day. I loved the way he approached the game. Yeah. He kind of felt his way in, and I, I know they didn't give a whole lot of stuff on his plate at the beginning, and it looked very conservative. But I think he had to get his feet wet. Right. Because he had all week to think about it. It wasn't like coming oh, I thought in. we were coming up with a duck joke there, Billy. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere with that. His feet wet. But it was great to, to see all the shots of the crowd and people with duck calls and duck hats and – you know, you start off with the intros. You know, they gave him the coveted last position yeah. you know, that Ben's been at for about 14, 15 years yeah. you know, of his career. That was thunderous, the ovation that they gave him. I mean, there was Mallard mania just <laughs> blowing out of the stands. Yeah. It was really something. Yeah, and and they also played Sweet Home Alabama they in did, pregame. And, uh, they did. And, you know, watching him warm up, I knew he was confident because he had a smile from ear to ear, uh, and he was he was just loving it. And uh, you know, the kid is uh, got a lot of confidence, and 
you know, Jalen Samuels said uh, he's the calmest guy out there, uh, and uh, he he's showed very it. Casual he showed on the it. sidelines. Yeah, he, he, he showed you know? it, and, uh, and uh, it, it was it was fun to watch him. Uh, it, you know, I think this young man is going to develop. Uh, he's going to get better every game, um, and so he's going to be peaking about right time of the playoffs. No question about it. Matter of fact, they might even start playing. Give me three steps. Yeah. <laughs> Me, I, there's just a couple of times he yeah. just needed three steps to get out of that pocket. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know I, I love. He's the, not a long strider. Yeah, he, no, no, no. He, he's a definitely short strider. <laughs> pretty good. Uh, pretty good slide though. Hook yeah, slide. He did, you yeah. know what? Yeah, absolutely. That was a great speed hook slide. slide. Speed slide. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Speed slide because he got up again. Um, you know, I, I he made quick decisions, and then uh, he started going downtown. And I loved it. Uh, I, I, you know, it was prescient. You got right on it. You said, oh, it's got a lot of check downs, got a lot of little screen stuff going on. He's got to stretch the back end, sure enough, on the next play. Yeah. He went downtown, and boy, oh, boy, that was James Washington. Yeah. was a monster. Yeah. Just a monster. Yeah, and, and four catches for what, 122 yards? 111. 111. Uh, you know, he, he was uh, – James Washington is the man. Now he is the big is. play guy, and I would feed him uh, continuously. Uh, I, I I'd get the ball to him as often as I could. Devlin Hodges did not know that he was going to be the last player announced until about thirty seconds. Mike Marchinski, who works for the Steelers, I asked him today at lunch. I said, you know, when you lined them up, did he know? He said he had no idea. We decided not to tell him so he didn't have to think about it and feel more pressure and have to worry about something else. But coach the to- Coach Tomlin determines that lineup. So until, you know, Chin went through and said, all right, I need this guy here, this guy here. And then he was all the way back there by himself, kind of like, oh, boy. what's going? Do I not get introduced? That's probably what he was thinking. No, well, he, you know? he told him he was getting introduced, but it was not long before they, you know, That's actually started cool. going. So, But we saw uh, Tunch was on the Steelers' roundtable today, and we have some behind-the-scene footage right. of him just in the tunnel, and you can tell he's kind of – dancing around a little bit, unsure of what to do, just waiting his turn. And then, you know, you heard him in the post-game interview. He didn't even hear his name called. He yeah. just – they told him go, and he went out. Yeah. You know, one of the th- – that was probably the most nerve-wracking point in football, waiting to get introduced. You know what I mean? Uh, you're You're waiting there. Because I remember when you came out there with uh, uh, oh no uh, with toilet paper oh, no, on yes. your uh, on your spikes, <laughs> it, we were in Dallas, a Monday night football, and they're doing the intros, and we're standing there, and it come out, and uh, I had like a six foot piece of, of tissue, like toilet hang, paper, t- hanging from the, my spade. What shoes. it's called? Yeah, toilet paper. Yeah, it's just you know tissue, whatever. And I'm standing there, and and Tunch goes. He comes up to me and goes, I can't let you do it. <laughs> he said, you would have been the only guy with his own streamers running across the field at Texas Field. It was hilarious. Imagine if social media was back then. Oh, that would have been awful. <laughs> you would have been a meme. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow that would a have meme. been a meme. Yeah. yeah. Or a gif or whatever they call them, a gaff. All of the above. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> More like a gaff. All right, you guys talked about uh, as the game wore on, how much more confidence you could see from Duck. Let's take a listen to him post game on his take on that. I've always believed in myself. I know I know I've had people in my corner that that have believed in me, and I mean even the guys on the team. I, I know that you know even when I was let go, I mean I had a bunch of them text me and say, hey, you know this isn't this is over for you, and um, even some coaches. So 
uh, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for the Steelers and the opportunity I've had here, and uh, I'm definitely thankful to, to be a Steeler. Another thing that I liked from uh, post game yesterday was from Coach Tomlin. He was asked, you know, what did you do extra this week? What did you do to help Devlin Hodges get ready for start number two? And he said, I consciously made an effort to not do extra, to remain normal because I wanted to show in him I was confident in his ability to prepare as a starter for this game. Uh, I thought that was uh, that was something interesting. One of those little nuggets that stuck with me after the game. Do we ask the question? that we witnessed yesterday, perhaps, Mike Tomlin's finest hour. Yeah, you know, Mike Tomlin uh, has got to be up for Coach of the Year. It's got to be uh, because, uh, I mean, uh, he – you know, the next guy up, the standard is the standard, all his uh, his, uh, phrases. Tomlinisms. Yeah, Tomlinisms (laughs) are right on target. And – uh, you know, I, I just think he's done a masterful job at coaching this football team, keeping them focused, keeping them uh, on the moving train, as he would say. Uh, You're and, catching on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I like his Tomlinisms. Uh, but um, I, I would say I, I'm a big fan uh, of Coach Mike, and I think he's, do, he's done an outstanding job. All you got to do is just stand on the sidelines, watch him operate. Yeah. I've had that pleasure now for how many years? What, 13 years? This is his 13th year. I mean, to watch him go, he's never at a loss for what to do. I mean, you want to talk about a guy who knows what he's doing and finds his way around the sidelines. I can't say enough about this guy really is, a, as far as a leader, he oo- he oozes leadership, yeah. man. He, I, I just have to say it. It's you know, and I, and I love watching him at practice. You know, you learn. You learn. You know, he's always coaching his uh, DBs up. And, uh, you know, asking him, all right, what's the coverage? What's the defense? What are you thinking? What are he's you doing more of that, though. I mean, he's got he's got little things he presses the buttons yeah. on, guys. Yeah. He knows how to read you, man. He knows, he knows how right. to get under your skin, too. One day at camp, a return guy stepped out of bounds, and he jumped down his throat. He said, is that your friend over there, that sideline? You know, no, no, go north and south. You know, not east and west doesn't work in this league. You know, one of the greatest quotes I ever heard from Mike standing on the field, I was up at camp, and it was Manny Sanders uh-huh. catching punts. And the ball came down, and they were doing it uh, semi-live, and uh, Debo was one of the, the gunners coming down. And he came down, and he was, like, screaming, coming right down on Manny Sanders. And Manny was watching the ball, and he looked down all at the last instant and then looked back up, and the ball bounced off his head, you know? <laughs> and and, and, and Mike, I heard Mike just start laughing. He goes, just tell him you looked up and you saw Debo. They'll understand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Oh, uh, yeah. Because yeah. he was coming down and flying. So it was it was really good. It was funny. <laughs> In terms of uh, Coach Tomlin, one thing Ramon Foster said after the game, I don't want to talk too much about the Freddie Kitchens T-shirt saga, but he said, you know, Coach Tomlin would never do anything like that. And if you go back all the way to that Thursday night game in Cleveland, Everything that happened, he was on the field. He saw it all. Wouldn't comment on it after the game. Made a purpose the following Tuesday at his weekly press conference. Obviously said what needed to be said. Nothing extra. uh, Didn't offer any bulletin board material. Maybe his opinion or how he felt about it. Uh, He didn't let feelings get in a way. And I think his players played off of that. And that is why last week there was no trash talking from the Steelers locker room. It was, we are focused on winning this game. We got our butts kicked two weeks ago. 
sure, it's a rematch, but it's a division game and we need the win. And that was the singular focus of the team. And all you had to do was listen to the guys talk. Yeah. They, they just simply, uh, you know, repeated that message all during the week. And it was always about when, when you heard Ragu going, uh, you know, if I made cheap shots, I just laugh, just laugh at him, you know? I mean, it's it's a different time. It's a different era, right? You know, but I think it was well done. Yeah, we well would we would have gone for the cheap shots. For, we would not, not as far we, as they know. We would have retaliated. <laughs> you know, Mike Tomlin has tremendous respect for the game. Right. Yes. And uh, I salute both the Browns and the Steelers last night for playing a hard, hard football game with none of the extracurricular right. stuff. Yeah, and that showed me that they respect the game. Yeah, no and question about it. It was it was a very well played, hard fought uh, football game, and there was no extracurricular activity. Uh, you know, we didn't have a little bit of action going. Uh, it was just a, a, a well played game, and you know, to to Wolf's point, uh, when when Mike uh, when Mike makes a statement about a game, and you know. In this one in particular, you're going to hear the players echo what he said. Uh, they're just going to echo what he said. Uh, we should mention that center Marquise Pouncey, as his teammates said, are free now. Uh, yeah. He's done with his two-week <laughs> I want, I wanted a T-shirt free <laughs> I know. I Pounce. wanted one of those, too. But I'll say this. How about B.J. Finney, who's now gone to 11-1 and as a starter? Again, second only to the great Chris Hoke. Who is seventeen and one as a replacement for Casey Hampton? Yeah. So he's closing in on that. Yeah. I uh, I was listening to Peter King does a podcast. He kind of reads the preview of his his art his column that he writes every Monday morning, and he must have talked to Joe Hayden via phone last night after the game. And Hayden told him, "Yep, soon as the game was over, somebody got Pouncy on the phone on Facetime. We uh, let him know we were happy that he was officially free, <laughs> and they did. They said he was getting a game ball, and Cam Hayward short walked out of the locker room with it in tow. I, I don't, I'm sure they met up somewhere, but uh, everybody was excited and said that you know that was kind of for Pouncy. We we played the game how we wanted to. We got the win. Bring him back. Let's win some more. So wh- where was Pounce all week? Oh, he couldn't be there. Couldn't yeah. be there. Not allowed, not allowed to be the there when he's right. yeah. And you're not allowed in the stadium. So did he go right? home? He he posted on social media. Yeah, he was somewhere sitting on a couch watching the game, which was kind of bizarre to see. Yeah, yeah. That's not how you want to watch football when you're you're used to being out there. Right, but if you've got to be at home, I'm thinking, I don't know, maybe being. The Bahamas somewhere, you know what I mean? Yeah, Just... yeah. Well, you're you're always going to someplace <laughs> exotic. Oh, so I like I like Paradise Island. Okay, he wants to go to Death Valley, Paradise <laughs> Island, Death Valley. All right, there's a little difference there. Well, you I think? like I like to hike at Death Death Valley. He's got the greatest hike, and yeah, you can hike you, a mountain. You, you can, can hike have a mountain over a volcano. Yeah, for crying well, out you loud. know, you can hike a mountain. You can hike the canyons. You can hike and the badlands. You bad can fall lands. down a mountain. Just ask and, Hank Jr. And then you could uh, hike yeah. that volcano rim. That yeah, was fun. Yeah, I know you, you were going. Don't, don't fall. Touch. Get away from it, you goober. Yeah. Kudos to Billy Gardell. Yeah. Yes, I mean he went at it like a pro. Right, he twirling did. that towel, he was dead serious, and his face was really red. Yes, it, I was uh, worried about yeah, him. Yeah, I was. I just backed away in case he needed mouth to mouth because it wasn't going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> I heard him on the DVE morning show, and he had no voice today. Yeah. He was in studio with the gang, and you could tell he was hurting from all the screaming that he did yesterday. (laughs) He did. You know, I love the guy. The guy's a riot, and he got that towel going. But, you know, I was doing the play-by-play a little bit 
you know, when he was swinging that towel. And that, that thing dipped below shoulder level rather quickly, I would yeah. say. You, you know, he, you, you told him he wasn't that strong. <laughs> he gives me credit for helping to launch his career. Really? Well, it was a baseball banquet, Swissvale Little League in East Pittsburgh many, many years ago. And he had to come up to get a plaque. And his dad told him, when you take the plaque, lean into the mic and say this. And he doesn't remember what it was, nor do I. <laughs> but he leaned into the mic and said it. And it knocked the place over, and he said, that's when I realized I could make people laugh. Huh. Hmm. Wow. Good old Swiss bell. <laughs> Indeed. Well, we're glad you helped, because I love Billy. He's oh, awesome. I love oh, him, he too. He gave you one of them caps. He gave me one of those caps that, like, uh, uh, you know, um, uh Dock workers, uh, you know the beanie caps, caps yeah, or whatever yeah. it was. You yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my head was cold. He goes, "Don't you look cold?" I said, ah, "I didn't. I forgot my hat." He goes, "Take this one," <laughs> and uh, it was very. It was a it's very great. nice hat. He goes, "You look like uh, you look like a leg breaker for the mob." <laughs> <laughs> Except you're too skinny now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we are going to take a break here on the point after when we return some fun facts about Coach Tomlin and the final push of the regular season. Also, Benny Snell football and the Steelers defense. All that and much more. We'll be right back. Back to the point after on DVE. And the give to the second man, and he grinds to the goal line. And that is Benny Snell Jr. for the touchdown, his first as a Pittsburgh Steeler. Welcome back to The Point After, everyone. I'm Missy Matthews with Bill Hillgrove, Tunch Ilkin, and Craig Woofley, and Benny Snell football, uh, as Mike Tomlin likes to call it. Uh, he really showed up for the second straight game. The Steelers had over 100 yards rushing, and he just continued to prove uh, that the Steelers can have confidence in him. They can hand him the ball, and he can get the job done. The touchdown, one of the great things. But, you know, going back, Tunch and I were talking earlier about when the Steelers were backed up on their own half-yard line, and he helped punch it through and get that drive starting. And uh, he, he is really coming off injury, Billy, and, and he's showing the Steelers there is promise. No question about it. Uh, I just like the way he hits the hole. I like the way he sees things. And, uh, you know, he keeps the legs moving, too. So he's doing all the things that a good back should do. Yeah, you know what? He's not, he's not exactly – he's not a very good east-west. Uh, but he's not exactly north-south. He's kind of like northeast-southwest. He's got a little bit of – North you know, by northwest. Yeah, there, I mean, he's got a little bit of wiggle and a zig and a zag, as Myron would say. Um, but he is – really really come along with you know when you watch him when he makes contact he really keeps those feet alive and driving and he gives that opportunity for the offensive lineman for instance if you're engaged in a block that second surge where that defensive guy starts to reach for or whatever that you can be able to finish the block off or if you're not right in the pile action you get into the pile and you can push the pile and it always seems he gets that extra yard over what it looks like initially he's going to get. You know, one of the things that I've been really impressed with him is in the in the early part of the year, and early part of the year, and even the preseason, he wasn't finding the 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 holes. He wasn't finding the crease. Uh, now he is finding it, uh, and he is uh, uh, he he he's more like a power amoeba. Find the hole. And slip through it, and uh, and to to your point, Wolf, uh, he is physical and he drives the pile. He does, and uh, you, know, you know what else uh, is incredible? Think about this, Chalucha Billy. I mean, this guy is coming. He's a rookie, and he's coming off knee surgery. 
I mean, that, that really still boggles my mind. Yeah, well, you know, today they, they, they just go in and snip, snap, you know, and, and you're out. You know, he still missed time. <laughs> What's that? He still missed time, though. Yeah, but it was, but, it, but uh, you user. sound like a grumpy old man. We well, said, snap, snap, back in the old I'm days. Not, I'm not a grumpy old man. I'm just thinking it it was quick, and uh, and Doctor Bradley is a great surgeon. So when he well, operates, of course, he is. when you yeah. see him with Jack Nicholson, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I always no, no, Greg, or Greg, Greg Norman, Nick, Norman. Greg whatever. What? No, Nicholson Greg, Norman. Greg Nick, not Greg Nicholson. Greg Norman. Okay. Yeah. I had Jack, whatever. The shark. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So he's out there with the ease. Yeah, Greg Dormer goes, my doctor, Bradley, yes, what I a know. great guy. You know the most impressive rushing figure from that game yesterday? What's that? The Steelers allowed 15 yards rushing after the intermission. Yes. Yeah. That's that impressive. impressive. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Nick Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt were boxed up in the second half. Part of it, I think, was because uh, Baker uh, was pressing a little bit. And, you know, in the first half, Baker made all his throws quick, on time, on target. Second half, he was holding on to the ball a little bit more. And uh, and he wasn't quite as effective. He and also then, had that glove on from the wrist, right. too. He left yeah. a little bit early headed in, heading into halftime. Was that a thumb or a wrist? I'm not sure. They never it gave it a designation. I, I, I think the thumb, because the thumb hit uh, Bud. Bud's right face in the mask. face. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, and Bud, what a tremendous job Bud Dupree is doing. My Another goodness. impressive stat. The right. Frank Reich stat. You're full of them tonight. Well, Frank Reich gave it to Kevin Colbert, and he brings it to us. Right. And it's <laughs> average gain per pass attempt. Right. Pittsburgh was 9.0, and the visitors were 4.4. Normally, the winner of that stat, without turnover skewing things, the winner of that stat wins 99%. Of NFL games, yeah, absolutely. Well, and the duck did it. Yeah, and 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 I, and I love the way our secondary played, and I love the way our pass rush played, and I love the way our defense played. I love the way our linebackers attacked the line of scrimmage. It was, uh, you know, I was talking to Butsy today and uh, Jerry Osaski, and you know, we were just talking about how good their defense was, and they're very, very excited about it, and. I think that defense is going to get better and better and better. And if you don't uh, give the ball away, you're going to win uh, the remainder of the ball games. With Stefan Tuitt out, I see Cam Hayward taking up more than his share of the slack. Right. I see Javon Hargrave really arriving as a top-flight uh, nose tackle in this league. Right. And, I, and Tyson Alou, Alou is not going to hurt you. Yeah. And I, I just see that they've kind of taken the slack up and are still a very effective front three. Well, I think Tyson Alu-Alu is better than a lot of people. He is very – he's probably the most underrated player on that defense. That's what Cam Hayward said. Yeah, I, I Tyson love Tyson. Tyson and Steve Nelson. Yeah, I love Tyson. And I would agree, Steve Nelson as well. Those two guys, you talk about steady Eddie. That's what they are. They're two steady Eddies. I do want to get into defense, but very quickly going back to Benny Snell – not knowing uh, the availability or what is even going to happen when practice starts on Wednesday for James Conner, do you guys feel confident knowing what Benny was able to do these past two games if James is not able to go again? I don't think you need James for Arizona. Uh, I, I, you know, they, they won't say that in the locker room, but I can say it. And so maybe give him an extra week to get healthy for what promised to, promises to be an extended season. Yeah, let him let him get completely healthy so he doesn't retweak that shoulder. 
I don't think he's going to get completely healthy. Look, he was yep. talking about possible surgery. You know, there's it's going to be as good as it can get, and then you're going to hoping that you can hold on to the end of the year. I mean, that's from what I understand. I mean, when he said the possibility of surgery, I was like, okay, well, now you got something going on with the joints and ligaments and all that sort of, you know, ligamentation. We've all experienced that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, so the last six games of '89, I got my shoulder shot four times. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, it's week. like you, that's just something you do. But I'm talking about the fact that if he had problems holding the ball, which I know that he did at one point, then you could take some time off, and then you get doinked again. And you have problems with that, and he's talking about surgery. That that does bother you a little bit. You might say uh, you might want to hold on to him for a while, or it's is it simply as good as it's going to get? I think he's going to want to play. Oh, there's no I, question. I he's think want to uh, play, James but... is going to want to play. He is such a competitor, and uh, and maybe if you uh, give him the week off this week, maybe that that shoulder uh, you know comes back to life. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like yours did the last six weeks. Well, you know, mine didn't, <laughs> but then I had surgery. Right. Yeah. Right. And it really affected his holding. What's that? Dunch. Oh, yeah. I couldn't I never. I never held a day in my life. <laughs> oh, please. Sure, I finally, I, 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 I got my hand caught in a couple of jerseys, but it's uh, non-intentional. No, of course Accident. not. Accidentally. All right. Uh, to wrap up our talk on Benny Snell, let's take a listen to Coach Tomlin post game yesterday. He's a guy that gets better as the game goes on. He's got the mentality of a featured runner. He likes the grit associated with a volume of carries. I think he gets better as the game goes on. And none of that is surprising to us. We saw it on Kentucky tape, but it's good to see that he can take it uh, to Sunday stadiums. All right. I promised you uh, some Coach Tomlin fun facts. Probably not as fun as Billy's, but I'll, I'll give it a whirl. Uh, against AFC North teams at home during the regular season, he's now 30-9, and nine, best in the AFC North. Mm. Uh, December football, over the past five seasons, Coach Tomlin has led the Steelers to a 23-6 and six record in the final month. Wow. I like that. Uh, that, that that's great. Yeah, December that football. Great. December he football. Call, he calls it AFC December North football, football and uh, it's they're good to go. Uh, I'm I'm excited about this. I, I'm excited about going into Arizona. Let's go to Tombstone and uh, uh, Okay Corral. Yeah, yeah, Okay Corral. Yeah, we well, can see where it all happens. Yeah, we'll be have the shootout between the Duck and uh, uh, and Kyler. Kyler. <laughs> By the way, did anybody talk? And did the Duck talk about his procedure call? No, no, I didn't. I I watched that I, over and over and over again. It baffles me. Yeah. I, no, I, he exhaled. I saw it. He definitely exhaled. Did he? <laughs> yeah. Shame on That's him. That's what got him. That oh, was my a goodness. That was a yeah. There were a lot of people on the sidelines not happy about that one. Yes. Um, we should mention the Steelers' Week 15 game against the Buffalo Bills. It was a one o'clock touch. I know you're oh. bummed. Has been flexed to a Sunday night football game. Okay. There's a lot going into yeah, that game. You know, I uh, I was thinking the worst, but Labs brought me off the ledge when he said, "He's Mr. Hey, Joy himself." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Lives you know, Labs, go, Labs goes, "I'd rather have it at home against Buffalo right. than on the road against uh, he's, Baltimore." He's very right. He, he is said the mundo. He, he talked to the NFL, and because we already had five primetime games when the schedule came out, you can only be flexed into one more. 
So because they're doing week 15, week 17 against the Ravens is going to stay at a nice one o'clock game. I like yeah, that. I like that. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy not, new year. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not angry anymore. No. I, I was angry at first. I was going, ah, Oh, he different. was grumpified. Yeah. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Churlish is the word that comes to mind. Churlish. Churlish. Where did you I thought get you said, that 10 I thought you, you said know? Turkish. <laughs> Where I got that. You know, you get that from, from, uh, uh, Reader's Digest. That's word, where you get it. Word power. My grandpa and grandma, yeah, they used to have stacks upon stacks of Reader's Digest. So I'd go over there and I'd read some of the old Reader's Digest. Word power. That yeah. was before Scrabble. Yeah, exactly yeah, so. Sti- you know what? He knows all these words, but he stinks at Scrabble. <laughs> <laughs> I have issues with games. <laughs> what, do, what do you guys think was up with Deontay Johnson yesterday? Uh, I don't know, but uh, when he quit on that throw, I was like the interception I, yeah, you're talking the about. The interception, yeah. Uh, I you think know, the route got screwed he, up. He, you know, he quit on the route, and then he quit on uh, on the pick. But he came back. Uh, but he too. came back. Yeah. But yeah, it was yeah. A, it, that's a teachable moment right yeah. there. That's something you're going to learn from. Right. Yeah. Number one is make sure you know the route. Yeah. Number two, execute the route. And number three, if something goes wrong, make sure you're in on the tackle yeah, right well, away. And I, I think uh, Mike. Uh, oh, I'm sure he had words. Brought for it him. to brought it yeah. to his attention. You know, he's got that the newsreel. The, yeah. the, the, he starts all the week off. You know, with the kind of the news. Mm-hmm. The news. I'm just reading the he's news. Straight the forward. News. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I, you know, I could imagine you and I on that at one point, we'd have some awkward looking plays. Right. You know, you yeah. know, when Mike took the job in Tampa as the secondary coach, uh, wasn't it um, the uh, who, who was the, the great player that he was inheriting? Was it Lynch? Derek Brooks? Well, he had, no, no. He had he had Brooks. He had uh, um, uh John Barber, Lynch. Rondé Barber. Okay, John Lynch, who was older than Mike at the time. Correct. Right. And the first thing Mike did, I was told, was to put together a reel of Lynch's great plays and, you know, said, look what you did here, look what you did. And, and also there's some things you can work on. And there were some plays where he didn't do so well. Mm-hmm. And I think that won Lynch over. And by doing that, that age thing didn't become a factor. And they're still good friends today. All right, the Steelers' defense hmm. coming up clutch once again. I, I think we are uh, used to it at this point, but uh, what a way for Joe Hayden. Sweet revenge. I know Very it's his so. former team. It's been his former team for or it feels like a while now that he's been with the Steelers, but you could tell he had a little uh, extra smile on his face, right, when he got no that question. ball and brought it over to his Absolutely. wife again? Absolutely. You know, I mean, the one thing I love, I loved watching and just enjoying the moment as Joe was enjoying the moment. I was enjoying it for him. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I find Joe one of those energy bringers, one of those guys who is a real positive, upbeat guy in the, in the room, in the locker room, uh, out on the field. Just one of those guys that just always seems to, you know, be able to maintain a, a perspective that gives you good play on the field. It's just one of those guys that, you know, when he got that ball, he was just grinning, man. He was so happy. And then to t- see him take over to the family and all that, that's that's just Joe Hayden. And uh, I enjoyed watching him just having that moment. Oh, and what an athletic move oh, to, yeah. to catch that ball. Uh, it, you know, it was almost thrown over his head. He went up and got it. He high-pointed it, uh, fell on the ground, and then he got up and he, started, and he was off to the races. And then – uh, he thought better of it. And, uh, <laughs> no fumble. Said, no fumble. You don't want any mistakes. I'm gonna take That's a, a headsy I, move. I'm going to take a seat. 
Very headsy move. All right, I'll give you one more uh, fun fact before we have to take a break. We will talk much more about the Steelers' defense as the point after continues. But over their last 10 games of 2019, this is without Ben Roethlisberger, the Steelers' defense ranks first in the NFL in takeaways, quarterback hits, passes defended, forced fumbles, fumble recoveries. They are second in interceptions and sacks and third in defensive touchdowns. That's amazing. Yeah, that that's amazing. And, you know, one of the things I want to say is they did that against a Cleveland team with four explosive, well, five explosives of offensive players. Uh, you know, Baker Mayfield, uh, Nick Chubb, uh, you've got Kareem Hunt, and you've got uh, uh, Odell, Beckham, Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis, and, Jarvis, uh, and Landry. Jarvis Landry. Jarvis and Landry. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a comedy team. Yes. You know, Tunch likes country and western. Yeah. <laughs> but but the way they shut them down, the way they shut down those four explosive players, you you got to love it. You got to love it. I think I read today that OBJ has not had a 100-yard receiving game in six games, which is the longest drought of his career. Hmm. And he, he finally scored um, – a touchdown, I think it was last week, and he hadn't scored one for a long, long time. Is he left the kicking nets alone, though? That's the only thing I would like to find Yeah, well, he, he, he's still mugging them. <laughs> nah, that's not good. All right, we are going to mean mug our way into a break here on The Point after we, we return much more about the Steelers' defense. Don't go anywhere. Back to The Point After on DVE. He's so good at extending the plays, you know, um, and we just got to make sure with our D-line, just being able to, they knew if they let him outside of the pocket, that's when he hurt us the most in the first game, and that's kind of when he started hurting us in this game too. Um, he's very, very good at, at uh, eluding pressure, but keeping his eyes downfield. So we just had to do a good job of not running past the quarterback, keeping him contained and uh, being able to get that front push. So, I mean, Bud, TJ, Cam, Javon, all those dudes did that thing. All right, that was Joe Hayden after the game yesterday talking about containing Baker Mayfield. Welcome back to The Point. After everyone, I'm Missy Matthews with Bill Hillgrove, Tunch Ilkin, and Craig Wolfley. And guys, what was your biggest takeaway, the difference in terms of how the Steelers' defense handled Baker and company from that Thursday night game to yesterday at Heinz Field? Well, the number one thing is uh, they get they got up on Baker's uh, 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 north shoulder. Uh, especially T.J. Watt, uh, he didn't let um, there. There was no Baker Mayfield escapes front door or back door. They did a great job of uh, staying in the rush lanes and collapsing the pocket. And Baker had no place to go. Uh, the last time Baker eluded a lot of sacks, and uh, he was able to uh, scramble and make throws downfield. And one of the things that Baker does great is when he rolls to his right, he throws with precision accuracy. And one of the things you see is when he's rolling to his right, all of his receivers run to the sidelines. And you saw that with OBJ and uh, Jarvis Landry. And Landry, it, it looked like the throw was to OBJ when you watch it on the film, but it was uh, – and Landry made the catch. And it was interesting that OBJ let it go. Uh, he didn't hog the ball. I think uh, I give a lot of credit to T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree for staying very disciplined in the way that they attacked the offensive tackles. They didn't ride high. They didn't run a round arc. They were able to uh, shear the corner a little bit. Uh, Love the way T.J. 
was trapping the hands of Chris Hubbard. Then he had to deal with the chips, which created some problems. And then that's when the inside guys really started to come on. And Javon Hargrave was very, very important and was able to win the one-on-ones that he was associated with because Cam with Hayward Wyatt draws Teller, a lot of, yeah. who you Wolf's a big fan of Wyatt oh, yeah. Teller. Yeah. yeah. I could name that Go guy. Go back to sleep, would you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they flip-flopped a lot, TJ and Bud. They did. They did a little bit of flip-flopping. Uh, they did a little bit of it. Yeah. I talked to Bud post-game. I asked him, you know, what called for that because we really haven't seen that this season. He said it was just a personnel thing. He said, I don't know how much more we would do that going forward. Right. But I think you were saying uh, maybe take advantage of the, the new take, guy at left take, tackle. Take advantage of the, of the weak link. Justin McRae needed uh, – well, it, all right, if you want to say somebody looked like Tony or, 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 or Joey Bag of Donuts, it was Justin McRae. <laughs> he was about 10 pounds of potatoes in a five-pound sack. Yeah. But uh, if so. you say so, you yes. had a great stat, Tunch. Why? <laughs> it was Wake uh, up, it hit me between uh, the eyes. <laughs> what, what stat? The fact that the, the Browns hadn't swept the Steelers since oh, since 1988, and Wolf Wolf got mad at me for for mentioning jinx, that. He said he, that that was a jinx. Well, you, you know did what? say you it. I think when jinx. we were down ten nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I and uh, the the thing is, it put a fire under their uh, tails, and uh, <laughs> I don't think they heard you. No, I don't. I'm I'm sure they didn't hear uh, hear me. But uh, but Missy, it's a fact. You know, we what's uh, a fact. That, that we, we got uh, uh, we got swept in 1988 oh, we when did? we were five and eleven. Yeah, and, that was a great uh, year. Yeah, it was not a great year. No. But um, the reason I mentioned that is hoping that these guys would turn it around, and they did. They did turn it around. <laughs> now you're gonna say I unjinxed them yeah, rather it, than a it, jinx. It wasn't I unjinxed. Them. Yeah, I, I you did should you should them. walk around with a, a salt shaker in your pocket. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't so believe much. jinxes, but I believe oh, in anti-jinxes. Yeah. Is it unjinx or de-jinx? You know what? Yeah, that would be an, that's an interesting we, conversation. We have to we that Google that one. Date. Yeah, that, that's one for deep thought. All right, T.J. Watt currently has 12 and a half sacks. The single sack. The single-season sack record, James Harrison, 2008-16 sacks. Does T.J. beat it this year? Mm. Four games left. He's uh, at 12 games. and a half right I, now. I think he does. I think he does. Uh, uh, before before um, James Harrison, it was uh, Mike, Skippy, Skippy with 14 sacks. I thought it was Mike Merriweather had the no, sack record. No, no. The, uh, the Mike, was that in the reduced uh, years? Uh, Keith Willis did, 14 okay. or 15. Missy, may I turn the factoid against you? Yes. That you came up with yesterday? We only have one home game left, right? Correct. And most of the sacks are at home. That's true. Yeah, they're at 43 now. TJ gets them on the road. He gets them everywhere. Yeah, he gets them everywhere. He's not biased to uh, home field advantage. That's Brian Allen. Look at him on the Seahawks jersey. Or in the the hoodie. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was Brian Allen. How about that? Just happened to catch him wearing the Seahawks hoodie. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, see, that is more appropriate than you could possibly imagine. <laughs> well, not that Wolf has ADD. No, no. <laughs> Where, what did you see from the inside linebackers yesterday, Spe- oh, specifically uh, Vince Williams? Uh, I want you to break that down for you me. You know, one of the things that I, I saw, uh, and I was telling this to Jerry O, I, I've never seen him play off of blocks so well as this game. And uh, they were attacking the line of scrimmage, all three of them, Mark Barron, uh, Devin Bush, and Vinny uh, Williams. And Vince 
Uh, he is the thumper, and uh, Devin Bush is getting better at being a thumper. And Mark Barron is getting better at uh, playing off these uh, uh, blocks. And also, uh, there were two swim moves uh, by uh, Devin Bush and by Vince Williams on run plays against their uh, against uh, uh, the, the guards. The, yeah, the one Wyatt Teller I thought was really good. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and you know they they got nothing. They, they got nothing. they got air. Yeah. Uh, and I, I I'm. I'm really impressed with our linebackers. They are playing uh, tremendous football right now. Billy, you mentioned Cam Hayward uh, stepping up for Stephon Tewitt a little bit earlier. This one, uh, you know, I always go through the game notes. I I like the fun facts. Uh, But the one that I really liked, he has 17 quarterback hits. That's the most for any defensive tackle in the NFL. And he, he certainly has been in a lot of quarterbacks' faces. I mean, just the sacks, the quarter, everything. And you're you're right. He is playing out of his mind, and he's doing it um, in with timely, timely plays right. where they really count. You know, uh, and I loved the way the Steelers' defense got off the field yesterday. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, held them to field goals uh, in in situations where they had what first and ten at the uh, eleven, a first uh, and and goal, uh, but they well, held them to field goal. the interception. You know, late yeah. in the game. That, that, that there, was a big shot. There were down. no points, right? No, no points off of that. You know, Cam Hayward has, has ascended to, to being a great player. I mean, there are good players. There are, you know, excellent players, but great players. Super C. He's at that level in my mind. He is really, because of the fact he is such an excellent leader, a great leader and a great player, he just really, in my mind, has ascended that those last few steps up to being a, a, a great player. I, I think he is Right now, the best interior defensive lineman. I, I think he's the best. Uh, I, I think he's better than Aaron Donald. I think he's better than Geno Atkins. Uh, I think he, I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, uh, I think he he's better really, than the kid in really Philadelphia. Uh, and I just uh, and I get a kick out of him. You know, I was talking to him the other day, and we were just. I was just saying, you know, I, it's fun to see where he is now based on, I remember as you do, you know, his very first week in training camp when he got in a fight with every offensive lineman <laughs> by the end of the week. You know, I mean, he wasn't even there a week and he had already gotten a fight with each and every one. But to see him grow, you know, and the maturity and the leadership capabilities, he's just an impressive man. Yeah. I think a lot of them. I don't want to hurt your feelings, guys, but he got a free pouncy sweatshirt. Yeah, well, you know what? We're, we're, we're not qualified for free pouncing. Yeah, that's true. We had nothing to do yeah, with. We have, we have nothing to do with the pounce. Yeah. Uh, uh, but we sure can pounce. cheer him on, baby. Yeah, yeah we had nothing to, to do with the pounce <laughs> bounce yeah. uh, when he exactly. bounced on Miles. I'm a fan. What yeah. am I going to say? Yeah. You know, somebody, I'm a fan. Sorry, somebody else on defense. Billy, you kept saying his name, Mike Hilton. Two passes defended yesterday. He was uh, blitzing, doing a little bit of everything, and you could tell he was also uh, real into that game. And I think he's gotten better in coverage. No I think question. much better than he was at the beginning of the year, and that's a good sign. I, and, you know, and he, he, I love the way he ducks under blocks. Uh, you know, offensive lineman's coming at him. He ducks under and he makes the tackle. Some he, of these guys can't even see him. He needs a right. stool. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, he he du- he is very hard to block. But you know what's interesting? Think about the beginning of the year when people were talking about his blitzing skills. Yes, his tackling skills and run plugging. Yes, but they were really saying a lot of uh, you know deficient things in his pass coverage, and he has been outstanding. Uh, through through this year, and I, I think he took it as a real like challenge. Like, 
you know, I want to prove everybody wrong. I, I really admire what he, where he's come from. He's done well. Yeah, he played really well ye- yesterday. He did. Yeah. All right, we have to do a special team shout-out, Kareth White. His 34-yard yes. kick return, yes. the longest for the Steelers Yay. this season. I love Kareth White. Uh, you know, we're finally getting returns. Finally. Finally, finally, finally. And uh, every time he catches the ball, I hold my breath a little because I, I think he might be able to take it to the house. And I want to see him more on offense. I want to see him uh, uh, th- them throw screens to him. I want to see him out in the flat. I want to see him check downs. I think he is uh, so elusive that one-on-one he's going to beat guys. Just before they go downfield. Yeah. <laughs> Deion Kane. Yes. Got a pass. Yes, he did. And uh, Tevin Jones, can't say enough about his oh, contribution since the, coming the, off the practice The floor. catch he made, he he got blasted, and uh, he held on to You it. know, the thing that's nice is you see him in Deontay Johnson's reverse. He was out front blocking on Justin Burris. I mean, had great job of he, – he just blocked the snot out of the guy. Yeah. Then, he, then he comes back uh, a series later and makes that 28-yard uh, catch – which precipitated the great throw into the end zone and touchdown there. Yeah, how about the how about what Zach Banner was whamming and wham Justin Ooh. Burris? Uh, he treated him like uh, you know speed he, bump. He, he was a steamroller, <laughs> and uh, and Justin Burris was the asphalt. Yeah, it was a speed bump. <laughs> All right, very quickly because Billy has some news to share with us. Let's hand out our game balls. Wolf, I'll start with you. I'm going to catch you off guard and go out of order. Okay. Low-hanging fruit, James Washington. <laughs> James Washington. You pick Washington. first, you get who you I did. want. You get low-hanging fruit when you go first. <laughs> I thought the catches that he made, number one was the degree of difficulty. I mean, he stuck the landing on every one. You know, four for four, four targets, 111 yards. But that touchdown catch, that was amazing. All right, Billy. Duck call. I have to go with the duck. Yeah, 2-0 as a starter. Actually, 3-0. Because he brought, he was brought in right. uh, halftime of the Cincy game, and uh, we were behind, so he's won three. Is that like baseball? Uh, yeah, they give the win to the pitcher. Yeah, they give, they give the win to the pitcher. <laughs> I don't know. I get confused. All right, Tunch, your game ball. I'm gonna go with uh, Benny Snell. Uh, I, I, you know, he made a couple of big plays, moved the pile, and uh, uh, ate a lot of clock. And so I'm gonna go with Benny. All right, I'm surprised no one picked this one. I'm going to go with Mike Tomlin and the coaching staff. Oh, well, you know, we, well, the game balls usually goes to the players. Well, this is our rules. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think she told this you, buddy. This is the point after well, time. you know, Mike, Mike, Mike usually gives it to a player. Uh, we Too bad, it, man. She just put you as, down as in place. Captains, we gave it to the player, yeah. to a player. All right. Okay, Billy, lay uh, it on us. Th- I've been privileged to do Steelers games for 26 years. And uh, four Super Bowls in those 26, which I'm very uh, proud to be able to say. Uh, and I've never missed a game. And uh, what was Bob Prince's line, hidden vigorous, the longer yeah. a streak goes, the right. closer it is to ending. Uh, I'm going to have back surgery in December and unfortunately have to miss the games at uh, the Jets and at Baltimore. But hopefully I'll be back for the playoff game. Yeah. I'm yeah. looking at the bright side of it. Right, right. Well, we'll, we'll be praying for you, Billy. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. And deadlifts start on Monday after. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have uh, Tunge and Wolf do your, your rehab with you. There you go. Yeah.
support, talk about right? Grumpy old men. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the three of us. <laughs> Trifecta of grumpy old men. Yeah. Well, as Tunch said, we'll be thinking of you and, and miss you dearly. So I'll miss you guys. Yeah. But I will have my sound down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, what is the key before we finish up here on the point after uh, another West Coast trip, the final West Coast trip, and uh, to get this win and to keep the ball rolling? You know, I, I want to see them rough up uh, Kyle uh, Murray. I, I, I just really am looking forward to that. Uh, uh, you know, I hate the hoopla, you know, that surrounds him. Uh, and uh, I, I just want to see the Steelers take advantage of him. And I think – uh, they will with the speed and the power uh, and the edge rushers and the internal internal rushers. I, I, I'm really excited about uh, uh, putting it on them. Wolf didn't talk to his brother and get us some good intel, some good juice. Not yet. We'll be talking to him as the week goes on. But I do know one thing specifically. Be careful of the jalapenos. They're hot. <laughs> we'll get a chance to see the great Larry Fitzgerald. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and I played with his dad. He was on your line, right? Yeah, that's right. For the fighting sycamores. For the fighting sycamores. He was a fighting tree, too. (laughs) A very aggressive tree. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you guys all so much for joining us on your Monday night here on The Point After. That's going to do it for us. We're back here next week for Bill Hillgrove, Tunch Ilkin, and Craig Wolfley. I'm Missy Matthews. Have a great night, everybody.